Welcome to WPC Smash, your stop for wrestling and pop culture smash together. I am Ian, this is Mike Moran, and this is Pipster, and we are going to immerse you into our world of wrestling, sports, fantasy sports, music, movies, and pop culture. Alright, alright, WPC Smash episode 3, good to see you gentlemen again, how are we doing this week Mike? I'm good this week, how are you guys? What's up Pete? Not too much. Plenty of projects this weekend. How are you, Ian? Staying busy, man. Staying busy. Uh, And we got a lot to go over this week. First, uh, I think we'll start with a preview of Great Balls of Fire. That's going to be the raw pay-per-view coming up and definitely uh, the highlight of next weekend. Yep. Uh, TNA Slammiversary was on Sunday, so we'll quickly go around that, let you know what happened, what we thought about it, and, um, you know. 15. Yeah, I can give you a preview of that. Where it goes from there. (laughs) We have an uh, advanced preview that Teenage Anniversary was the shits. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. You're welcome. Uh, uh, then we're going to do classic match review. Um, Mike picked last year, last week. What did you pick, Mike? I picked uh, No Mercy, 1999. Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian, ladder match. Uh, revolutionary in my mind, but we'll get into that uh, when, when it's that time. Classic, classic. All right, uh, then we're going to have our fantasy football segment with Pete. We'll see where things tie up after that. Um, all right, guys. Great Balls of Fire Great preview. Great Balls of Fire. Great Balls of Fire. We've seen a lot of people, like, coming out saying, like, oh, we don't really care if the name's not good. Uh, you know, <laughs> other podcasts that you listen to, um, hosts are, are saying that, you know, oh, it's not that bad. And the fact that you have to go around and specifically say it's not that bad, yeah. what does that tell you, Pete? It tells me it's, kind of, it's, it's a it's, bad name. It's the shits, bro. Yeah, it's the shits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That song never made me want to fight or anything. <laughs> Absolutely no. not. I mean, I get that it's, like, close to the 4th of July. Like, you're the week after. Like, what, did you not want to compete with TNA? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. They Which clogged are... that spot up. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, Great Balls of Fire, kickoff show. I'm kind of excited about this one. Gold Dust versus R-Truth. Um, they were tag team for a long time. At least a year, right, Mike? Something like that. Yeah, it, it was well it, over six months, if not more, because they were teasing it for a while with their backstage. Like he was begging our truth to be partners. You know, they've so. always like everything about that tag team, besides them like losing all the time, has like taken thought. And I'm sure Dustin and our truth, like they, those guys, have been around a long, long time. Mm-hmm. They know how to promote themselves. They know how to make sure that they're, you know properly introduced in certain ways and stuff like that. And I, honestly, I've dug it. And um, I think that, you know, Breeze Dango has taken a little bit of that uh, from them. You know, they probably learned a little bit from them to, yeah. you know, take that lev- that next step where you're really going to bring that team. You know, people are going to be invested. Right. 110%. Like, in the team, you know. Like go overboard. Do you like Goldust being the heel? I love it. Me too, man. I love it. Um, I think it's good. I think Goldust's promos, promos are good. Yeah. I don't like that R-Truth's kind of like mimicking his promos because he's got his own jam that works for him. Yeah. You know, but whatever. What's like, up? Totally, What's up? totally dig it. Um, who do you think going to win? I think Goldust's going to win. He's on a hot streak right now. Um, do you think with all the build that we just talked about, this should be on the kickoff show? No. Yeah, me neither. Um, it deserved even a spot on the card. Like, Even if it was the, the match before the main event. 
and yep. it will really like because it's still interesting. Stuff. Absolutely, it's still we're super invested. We just talked about it. Yeah, it's like, exactly. Okay, you're you're on the pre-show. Um, so yeah, that'll take up 15 minutes of the pre-show, and then it'll be 45 minutes of Great Balls of Fire commercials and <laughs> selling uh, selling of the network because it's on YouTube. Yeah, and you know it's like, come on, man, just just give us wrestling. That's what we're all here for. Um, tag team championships: Sheamus and Cesaro versus the Hardys. Uh, Sheamus and Cesaro coming in with the titles. Uh, they got a back and forth thing going, but I know and you know, a lot of people know Sheamus is about to go do a movie. I believe so. Yeah, it's something like that. He's a, he's about to take off. So yeah, I mean, they, I see they, them they just dropping had the, those. Uh, they had the guests on Raw promoting his Transformers movie, I believe, but he said he's in a movie with Sheamus. Like, yeah, they some, should have said that. Absolutely. So I mean, I see them dropping the titles. To be uh, honest, you. I'm not sure yet because, I mean, because in the back of my head, if you're asking me, Mike Moran, uh, bro- broken, you. broken universe, you know. It's coming, but do you want I don't them think to they, have this? No. Not until afterwards they get the straps? Yeah, I don't want them around the straps when they're broken. Like, I want them to but get. But that was, like, kind of their gimmick. They were like, oh, we're going to get all the titles, like, blah, blah, blah. That's, true. That's you know? true. But at first they fought each other, so I'm, like, waiting for that to happen. I think that did you have you did you see on Twitter um, Matt Hardy doing like the weird thing with Jeff and he's like oh I don't know I forget exactly what it said I read a little bit about yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't yeah. like dive into it like I, I want to be surprised when it happens because cool. I just want it so bad so you're going Seamus Cesaro yep for sure I mean I got the, Hardys. the bar I got Hardys all right we'll see what happens um, Intercontinental Championship the Miz and Dean Ambrose again bro <laughs> again um, how many times have we seen this on a pay per view six probably. At on least. a pay-per-view alone. At least, because, you know, they were both on SmackDown doing the same story, which is fine. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm in it, and if you're asking me who I want to win, of course, and it's been my answer that every time you ask when this man's name is mentioned, The Miz. Yeah. Um, plain and simple. So that's who you want to win and who yep. you think's going to win? Yep. Me too. I'm in the same boat. Um, Dean Ambrose, he bores me a little bit now. Um, he's not... He's not crazy enough to be the crazy gimmick or whatever he's yeah. doing. Uh, I just don't. I mean, because you do an elbow drop onto the floor like Mankind did, like or mm-hmm. Cactus Jack, whoever you know, Mick yeah. Foley in general. Right. I'm like, that's the most extreme thing that you do, and I know that you're hand, you know, held back. I'm sure, but it's like I just don't. There's it doesn't interest me right now. Yeah, I don't like that. He looks bored too. Like I'm bored with him because like. Maybe it's funny that it's you say gimmick. that because I never thought about like it like he, that. He'll come out doing a promo, scratching his head like, like oh, I'm out here. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. I'm going to say my lines now, man. Like, Hopefully the kids will cheer for and me. And if I could just say one thing that I personally hate is that stupid thing he does in the ropes where he like kicks back and then it's comes back so with the It's so ugly looking, dude. It's and so... it's so predictable. Here it comes. <laughs> Clothesline. It takes right. so long for I had to, to get do. that off my chest. I just don't <laughs> like that move. Dude, I know exactly what you're saying, man. And um, so, you know, we're going to get more of the same with that. The Miz is going to look great. Dean Ambrose will be solid, but he, he nothing will. nothing will excite me enough to want him to be the champion. Right. And that's not his fault. He's doing what he's told. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that you said that he looks bored because that makes a lot of sense. He probably is bored. He went from... Being a big shot and super hot, yep. and they just let him fizzle out, and he's probably a little bit discouraged by that. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. That makes a lot of sense when you think about it like that. Um, Cruiserweight Championship, what do you think about that? Neville, obviously, champion going in, Akira Tozawa. 
who's also got this weird thing going on with Brian Kendrick. Do you think we got an interference type thing or anything like that? I'm not sure because he got the Titus brand thing going on too. That's true. So, I mean, it could Titus work. Titus backs him up out it, there. Exactly. It could work, but... Right now, I'm still strong on Neville. Yeah, he can't lose to Akira Tozawa after he just beat Austin Aries four times in a row or whatever right. it was. There's no way that that makes any but, sense to me. But who would step up to be that guy? You know, and I know WWE is, like, sometimes trying to shock people. Yeah. So they might take the shock factor and just throw it in the Cruiserweight match, you know? No way, dude. They, they could do it. Akira Tozawa walking out with the strap with the Titus brand. Do you think that that's how they boost the Titus brand? Possibly. That's and the then title they, can, they get. And they can make about, a stable. Or, yeah. They're yeah. slowly working on it. They they're got, obviously building a stable. And, right. like, you, a stable has to have something that they're proud of and that they're happy about. Yeah. So I get that that makes sense. But, like, when Titus O'Neil, who's, what, 250 pounds? Hoorah, hoorah. Yeah. yeah. Six five probably stands in the middle of the ring and he's like i have the cruiserweight champion under my brand like i don't know if that's like super cool anymore like, ah, he runs with it he's another one who just takes what he's given and runs with it, it i, I, I think like what they're, they're doing on, i like the stable thing i like that yeah. the miz is getting a stable which yeah. we, we didn't talk about they'll probably make some interference type thing in that match right. and that's the miz yep the miz i hate that he should just call him his entourage like he called him the first couple of weeks yeah um that's a little callback. Yeah, to I mean, a previous episode. <laughs> like I said, I called it, man. Getting rid of uh, Maurice. I'm just saying. I'm still sticking by it. Nailed it. Little callback. And if you we'll don't see, know, we'll see. If you don't know, check out. Episode, I get that. Check but out they're the gonna feud episode. first for sure. They're gonna feud first for sure. All right. You know what I'm saying? Like they gotta do something. For so them. I got I got Neville still. Neville strong with a possible surprise because they're not gonna give us a good surprise with like the main event. In in, in my personal opinion. Yeah. So that's what I'm going with. Cruiserweight. I'm saying that um, Neville wins, obviously, and I'm thinking Titus messes us up for Tazawa somehow, but then he, like, schmoozes him where it's like, okay. You know, Tazawa's mad at first. He's like, oh, I don't want to hang out with you guys no more. You just cost me the championship. And then Titus is like, oh, come on, man. And we'll see. I mean, they're going to do Tazawa's wearing a suit, stuff like that, you know. That's a good point. They're going to do something weird. We'll see. Seth Rollins, Bray Wyatt, who do you got? I like, um, honestly, Bray Wyatt. Play off one. of that. What do you think? Yeah, there's a there's a want, and then and then there's a who I think is gonna win. I want Seth Rollins because I like Seth Rollins. Yeah, it's that's a tough one for me because it could go either way. Uh, I see what you're saying with Bray Wyatt. You know, I not, think not he needs long. it more than Seth in a one on one. This isn't for a title. This mm-hmm. isn't for the next number one contender like right. this is a time where you can put over bray wyatt and nobody will remember it next month right and it won't hurt either one but it will remind you that bray wyatt not too long ago was the wwe champ absolutely he has that caliber that's a good point so i like the idea of reminding people exactly and and just to let him know he's a he's a main event player and he could be he people like seth rollins yeah absolutely right. and make him a main event good right. point good point um this is probably you know besides obviously samoa joe and brock lesnar that that match is i'm excited more than anything else but this one's a probably a close second roman reigns braun Strowman. oh yeah ambulance match baby oh yes you know those guys are going to go off. It's going to be brutal. Uh, they're going to throw each other around. Mm-hmm. And I think Braun Strowman goes over. How about you? Yep. 
I'm hoping and I'm wanting. And you can't see the smile on my face right now, but it's just a he's, return. He, he's baby face over, bro. Like, yeah. he's getting cheered when he comes out. It's the return of Strowman. And I think he's mainly, not mainly, but he's getting a good percentage of his cheers just for the fact that his gimmick right now is just beating the crap out of Roman Reigns. And that's what the fans want to see because we're sick of Roman a little bit. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't mind either one of the guys. They're out there doing their jobs, but... You you uh you nailed it, man. You know it's gonna be a hard hitting, brutal match. Hopefully we see some cool stuff. We're already seeing like on Monday Night Raw that was cool where the ambulance came out and Strowman literally threw him into it. Yeah, and walked away like I told you I'm not through with you. Yeah, love it. So um, I'm ready to be entertained. You know what I want to see him do? Just real quick, I want to see him use some of those gimmick cinder blocks. Yeah, get how dude like he bashes a gimmick cinder block over. A- you know, Roman Reigns' head. Yeah, he holds it up with one hand because yeah. this guy's a, a, and then he a just, freak. A you know, and, then, and, and he's like leaning over on the uh, apron or something. He just drills him in the head with it and it just explodes. And the little cinder block powder goes up into the mm-hmm. air, dude. And then he rolls him in there like, yep. dude, I'm just I hoping. It. Um, I also want to see if at least once, but how many times he might say, I'm not finished with you that that could be his catchphrase he might say he might say that like six or seven times (laughs) and i love it every time beautiful um probably heading right towards the uh the main event and the co-main event i'm assuming that the women's championship may be the uh yeah the co-main event Mm -hmm. i kind of i don't i don't know if they'd set them up right next to each other but i think like like we talked about earlier that's a that's a good cruiserweight spot maybe or, um, you know, that would have been a perfect spot for Golden Truth, and they could have done, like, a tag team match yeah. at the beginning or another, you know, you know cruiserweight th- match. Honestly, they could do something with Enzo and Cass, even if it's another mic spot. That's a good point. And, and, you know, for, for my sake, maybe the club will come out and just say, you two nerds need to stop your little fairy tale over here. Yeah. You know, like you said, a little a little crowd filler to get the main event hyped back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but we got know, the ladies match. Alexa so, Bliss and Sasha. You know, Alexa's going in. Alexa's my girl. She's my favorite to look at. Uh, <laughs> I don't think she. I don't think she does the best work, but I don't think Sasha does either. I used to be really into Sasha, but honestly, like she hasn't convinced she. She hasn't convinced me that she can have those matches with everybody. Right. You know what I mean? Like, she's had some really good matches. Bailey, um, Charlotte. She's had some good matches with everybody, but, like, consistent, all-around, straight-up awesome matches. Yeah. Of, of the women's revolution. I mean, Charlotte shows me that, and that's about it. Yep. Uh, I was exactly going to say. To Charlotte, be honest. And, 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 and for me, uh, Becky. Yeah, I think she can. She's no good matter. at taking an ass whooping. Yep, yep. But that she can that give girl it too. can sell like it's her job. That's a good point. She you know, gets she, she gets her licks first, in here or there. She was the first SmackDown Women's Champion, but I think she she's a she's seller. Doing. You know. Yeah, exactly. Um, so th- what? So what do we think for this match? I'm going. I, you know, they're they're amping up Sasha Banks, and I think that they want a babyface with the title heading into uh, SummerSlam because I assume Brock Lesnar is going to go out with it, which we'll talk about next. Um... I think uh, Sasha wins. Yeah. Clean, too. Yeah, I'm thinking that, too. As as much as I don't really want her to, because I am an Alexa Bliss fan. But I I do like the boss, but I don't know. Another fact that I kind of wrote down in my notes, it's it's summertime. That means Sasha Banks has the title. If you you look in, in years past, Sasha seems to, you know, have that title 
in the summertime. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Good point. Yeah, man. I mean, Sasha strap, um, mm-hmm. heel chases into um, SummerSlam. Yeah. I mean, there's this is the last Raw pay per view before SummerSlam, correct? That is correct. So whoever wins this is essentially quote unquote unless something weird happens on Raw going into SummerSlam with the title. Yep. So Sasha Bank wins. They can totally change up everything and and do Sasha Banks Bailey probably. Yeah. Or I don't know. That'd be that'd be weird. I'm a person. Sasha turns open. heel during the match and then they do Sasha Maybe. Sasha Bailey. I don't know. But it's all up in the air. Because, absolutely. You know, I'd like to see Nia somewhere soon because we have been seeing her, man. There, she's getting her time. I just don't she think she's like off. title time yet. I don't know, man. I'm just gonna segue a little bit, a tangent off. Sure. Out of a 35 minute women's gauntlet match she was in there for about 30 minutes she yeah. definitely held her own uh, in that yeah, main yeah, event, yeah. which was great she worked too like yeah. she wasn't just hanging out in the corner you know it, yeah. obviously she had to work through that match so i mean yeah I kudos think to that we're both kind of on the same boat with all that stuff you know sasha wins yeah it's, it's uneventful and where if sasha wins as a baby you know as the baby and stays the baby mm-hmm. like Naya into SummerSlam. That's a pretty good prediction. Yeah. You know, because there's, there's your heel coming in, the big monster heel mm-hmm. coming into SummerSlam to win that first title. And it doesn't matter if Sasha goes down because she goes down all the time <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you know? Um, and it won't be a big deal. I think it did hurt her. I would like to say that it wouldn't hurt her, but I think it has because there's so many people. There's only so many people on Raw's women roster not one person can just roll over everyone. You know, right. it's a, even like semi-consistently because right. there's when there's six people and you have two women's matches, two people have to lose, you know, right. and, then, and then next month you want that person to be strong. That doesn't make any sense. But yeah. we'll get into that down the road when hopefully they Yeah, redraft. we'll see what happens, you know. Hopefully they redraft someday, you know, and chicks yeah. on one brand and tag teams on another or whatever you know yeah. well i got something for that but we'll we'll, uh, we'll, we'll go over the main that's event. a whole nother we'll thing. go over the main event and then I, I i need to make a point so let's do the main event all right cool um universal title brock lesnar samoa joe this is an ass whooping contest right here oh my god who can give be. it and who can take it um obviously i i think brock lesnar comes out with the championship i already talked you know mentioned that and it's to me very obvious that he'll win the title but they could swerve us big time right here right before wrestlemania um but obviously brock's gonna be on SummerSlam, so i don't think it's gonna be him trying to win it back it could be you never know i got brock lesnar winning great match a lot of stiff shots and uh, i'm excited for it I am too. Um, like you said, a lot of stiff shots. If, again, we're going to use surprise again. If WWE is going to surprise with anyone, I think Samoa Joe deserves it. It's believable that Samoa Joe can. They know he can carry the strap. He's yeah. done it plenty of times. And, so and he Joe. could beat up Brock Lesnar, you know. Um, but I also think he, he has what's coming to him because the past few weeks on Raw, um, you know, he's been jumping Lesnar from behind or – Headbutting um, but if that's a foreshadowing to what is coming in this match, it's going to be a great, brutal, stiff match. I hear you, man. So we're on the same page there. I think Great Balls of Fire overall 
It, it, dude, it could be. It's a good card, man. Yeah. And it, I, it I hope they is. do do the Enzo cast thing somewhere. Yeah. Even if it's on like the pre-show. It, yeah, that could be. I want to see and something. I'd be happy. Yeah, that yep. that'd be totally cool, man. So you said you wanted to get yeah. something off your chest. Fire yeah. it out there, bro. So here's another thing. Um, Money in the Bank was uh two weeks ago, or whatever. Yeah, we talked about it in the last. The, the contract right states a WWE World Heavyweight Championship match or a Women's Championship match. So the SmackDown winners could potentially come over to Raw. So what you were saying, a little shake-up, a little draft. Were know? they, like, specific about it? Did, did they, like, get it? Like, when they announced it, were they like, this this contract is for the A, you know, did they specifically say I don't a? believe so, personally. Okay. Like, they didn't say for a future SmackDown Women's exactly. Championship. Okay. So Carmella or Baron Corbin can just schmooze their way on over and yep. then that helps with the whole heel face situation. Maybe they could, which doesn't happen often. I think RVD did it. He cashed in on an episode of Raw and said, "Hey, at the next pay per view, I'm using this." You know, so Car- like just let's set an example. Carmella says, "Hey, at Great Balls of Fire or at SummerSlam, rather, I apologize. At SummerSlam, I want to face." whoever might win this Great Balls of Fire match. That's just a, a theory I had off the top of my head, and I, I thought it'd be cool to discuss. Yeah. So, right on, yeah. man. Who, I, they never really, like, said it. Uh, maybe they'll come out and, and specifically say, like, Baron Corbin can only cash in on SmackDown. They rarely never. No, and I don't think they were real specific cool. either way. So I think they kind of, like, like you said, they maybe they could leave it open for a yeah. sort of. Or something yeah, like it's that. implied. I don't. Think I mean, it's implied they should go to SmackDown and cash in on SmackDown, but it'd be really cool if they do, didn't. Yeah, like um, they redraft and or whatever. You know, something yeah. weird happens. Mm-hmm. They show up on Raw. I don't right. know because I think you like they're they're playing the game now where like people are under contract. Like John Cena, like they specifically announced that he was a free, free agent. agent, but he'll be on SmackDown. So. Is he a free agent coming to SmackDown as a free agent, or is yeah. he a SmackDown superstar now? Because they were very specific that he was right. a free agent. I think he's coming on... to SmackDown. And he's going to be on Raw He's going to be a free agent. And in my personal thing is I think eventually he's going to challenge Reigns for SummerSlam because he's a free agent. He can do as he pleases. I was literally, literally just going to say um, that they would do something like that, but I don't think it's – I think they're going to do – Braun Strowman Roman again. Yeah. I mean, you think they'll they'll finish off the whole thing with an ambulance match? No. Like you're right. Yeah, I didn't think of it like especially that. Especially if Roman leaves in the ambulance, like he's gonna come back in four months at in four weeks at SummerSlam and just fight John it up. Cena. Yeah, yeah, fight yeah, John <laughs> Cena. You know what I mean? Like after he yeah. just left in an ambulance. That I don't think they'll. I think they'll stick with those two. Depends but on how they write it. I totally. 100% agree with what you're saying, and I think that they already have a plan and that John Cena is wrestling somebody from Raw at SummerSlam. Yeah. Fair enough, man. Who, we'll see it. Who do, who would you think? I think Roman. You think Roman? Straight up, because if I dwell into it now, I can think if Braun wins the ambulance match, Braun can just come out and be like, there you go, I put your ass in an ambulance twice now, like, and I tipped an ambulance over that you were in, and, and just, I'm done. You know, they could do. I, you know what he's gonna say? I want my title match with Brock Lesnar, because remember, he still never got his one-on-one world title match. They can just boom, bring that in for SummerSlam. Yep, that'd be great. And then Roman's freed up. Yep, and John Cena can come in. That's a good point. Unless Cena does the Mister America against gender, who knows? And and that's why I'm excited. Like I said last week, it, it feels like a WrestleMania week. 
not week, WrestleMania, you know, road to WrestleMania. The road to SummerSlam right now is pretty sweet. So I betted something while you guys were discussing that about the Money in the Bank championship contract. Yeah. It states uh, specifically uh, Carmella controversially won the first ever women's ladder match to earn a SmackDown women's championship right. match contract. That was coming. So I Good. just wanted to bet that real quick to make sure we're the on The old it. Google All machine. Right, that's right, according to Wikipedia, thanks, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm, I, I wrote I'm it fine on with it. They no, have one. On, they have one on each, um, you know, show. Yeah. So that's fine either way. Um, I think it's just both fun. Of, like, both of those people are going to win the fun. title either way. Keep it open. Why wouldn't you want to keep that open for yeah. a narrative? You know, and it's WWE. They can always change right? their mind tomorrow. Right? Whoever wins the other one, the other one could just swap. Cool, man. <laughs> so you know, I'm excited. We're excited. Let us know if you're excited. You can hit us up on. At WPC Smash on Twitter and at uh, WPCSmash.wordpress.com. Go onto the website. Uh, you Everything's can find all, all official that. now. Yeah, it's official, Google Play, man. iTunes, and Stitcher. And uh, you can also help us out with our equipment and uh, subscription fees by donating to the show, which will help greatly. Please donate to us. Yeah, subscribe, yeah. donate, do whatever you want. You know, leave a comment. Reviews are always thankful. Uh, thankful and tweet well. us. Tweet us what you yeah. think. Uh, we. We have been getting a few tweets, you know, people asking when the next episodes yep. are coming out, you know, and uh, that's awesome. And yeah, some local listeners that I know, they come up to me and say, hey, this this was great, you know, mm-hmm. great quality. I just want to say thank you, you know, yeah. to people who are checking it out. And uh, Definitely, definitely. And also, I just we made it a lot easier to send us questions. Yeah. Um, if you go to wpcsmash.wordpress.com, submit a question. Awesome, awesome. All right, so let's segue to Slammiversary. I mean, I wasn't super excited about this card. Nothing really excited me like it should have. Um, what did you think, Mike? Did you even care about this at all? The only part of me that cared is the uh, former TNA fan in me because I, I was following it from the Wednesdays when it was 5 bucks on pay-per-view. Like, I, I really did like it, so I – Want to check it out just a little, but I wasn't heartbroken that I didn't watch the whole thing. I'm surprised that Jeff Jarrett didn't make I like I know he tried to make a spectacle out of it, but when the main event is Bobby Lashley and Alberto Del Rio for a unification title match, it just makes me nervous. Like that's that in my opinion, EC three probably should have been you know that champion but we'll, we'll get yep. there at the end yeah. anyway um so the first match it was a throw together um they did they've been doing the braxton sutter um alley versus laurel van ness and um you know back and forth type thing you know three on three six person tag none of these guys excite me as a matter of fact um they bad. more or less i don't <laughs> like a lot of the wrestlers yeah. in this match. Yep. Um, yeah. the, I like to call this match the Cirque the Suck. Like, yeah. it was really bad. Just missed moves all over the place. Yeah, I mean, they tried to to do well, but they just, they struggled. And, yeah. um, you know, again, nothing got me excited about this match. Not the storyline building up. Um, again, it was just, it was the payoff to a very mediocre storyline that they've been running for too long. Um, Mahabali Shira, Braxton Sutter, and Ali won. Um no surprise there. Baby faces going over. They have much better heels on the card that, yep. you know, deserve the win. Mm-hmm. It didn't surprise me there. Um, you next. Know, <laughs> fatal four-way match. Um, it's for the Impact uh, titles and the GFW titles. So a big thing in this pay-per-view was title unification. Obviously, GFW is buying it or, you know, 
overrunning impact, you know. Um, it's a merger, if you will. Yeah, they basically bought GFW and GFW and um, the broadcast company then bought out Impact and decided to rebrand and stick with the GFW stuff. So a lot of the things yep. going on here are unification type things. They didn't specifically call this a unification match because the tag team still, uh, the LAX is running around with all the titles. And yep. I think that's just kind of like, you know, that's kind of an LAX gimmick type thing that they've done in the past. So um, it didn't surprise me when they won. Um, again, the big deal is LAX's crew, you know, Conan, Homicide, yeah. like, yippee skippy. We've been there. We've seen that. <laughs> we've seen this in them trying to reboot TNA before. Right. Like, you know, and that didn't work before. So, you know, same thing again. Um, they're against a bunch of AAA guys. Um, again, you know, everybody's trying to build their contacts. So they can, you know, get that foreign, you know, display, you know, get those yeah. foreign eyes on their product. And uh, they use AAA in this case. And uh, TNA, GFW guys went over as expected. Yep. And um, LAX walked out with the titles. Anything special about the match that you liked at all? Was it? A few good spots. A lot of not good spots. It was your typical, you know, Lucha style, if you will, with the AAA guys. But. Everybody's trying to be the Young Bucks, but they're not as smooth as yep, the Young exactly. Bucks. That's what it looks yep. like to me, to be honest with you. Like, yep. everybody wants to have that match that people are talking about, but, like, you got to be super good to have those matches. Like, right. the Young Bucks have been having those matches for five years. That's why they're super smooth every time. Yeah, you know, that's and, uh, why they left uh, <laughs> Impact, you know. They... I remember Generation Me, and that that's was, right. yeah. Um, this match was split up um, for good reason because uh, EC3 and James Storm could potentially have the match of the night, and I think that's why it was put so far to the beginning away from the championship, yep. which is where EC3 should have been. He's easily the best guy on the roster. He's the best on the mic, the best in the ring. Clearly, clearly he should be your showpiece. Um, I think, to be honest, that they got Alberto to come there by saying that you would be the champion and yeah, you'll have the strap. You'll be, you'll be the centerpiece. Of yep, exactly. Um, and I know that Lashley had the title before then, but they were kind of yeah. playing like he's the legit badass. He legitimately fights in Bellator. He's legitimately he on a winning streak. He's good. He's a heavyweight yeah. badass. Like he, he could really kick your ass. And that's like where they went with that, and that's cool. But like as soon as Alberto Del Rio came in, it's like, oh, yeah, that was in your contract, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, e- Ethan Carter to the third. EC three went over strap match, ass whooping. Um, Definitely. How many times did you say you got hit with the I strap? Think it was thirty one. Thirty one. Yeah. It was just relentless. That's nuts. You expect that from Dame Storm? Like I said earlier, he's kind of like the Tommy Dreamer or TNA. Yeah. Like he's the guy who's gonna. If you need to put on a show and have something happen, he's gonna do it. Yeah. Whether it's you're gonna get hit by a strap thirty one times. <laughs> Or you're going to drive out in a milk truck and spray Dixie Carter with milk. You know, (laughs) know, like people do what they have to do to support what they love. And he obviously loves wrestling. Right. And I I think this match, like you said, not only just for the performers, but I think the whole package deserved to be higher in the card. Because the storyline leading up to it was EC3 was trying to rid TNA of all the old TNA people. Yeah. And, And James Swarm was his last target. 
and which he did, and they put on a good match. They legitimately looked like they hated each other. That was a solid match. James Storm's the last one who's like, I know like there's guys even on this card that were in TNA and like were on that first pay per view. Like I think Sanjay Dutt was like the opening match. Yeah, uh, on the original TNA I like show. So. Yep. But um, he's the guy who's been there nonstop except for that like one match in NXT. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't even think Impact was running shows at that time. <laughs> you know, they yeah. might have been, like, doing some... They were doing, like, Take, small TV tapings, yeah. but that might have been it. Um, so I was happy to see EC3 go over. That's fine. Yep. Um, James Storm, going to have that Tommy Dreamer diehard. He'll need to win. That's He's right. fine. Mm-hmm. He's always going to be good there. Um, the next match was the big gimmick match that everybody kind of, like, whined about. They they do. They, they talked about this match for months. It was ridiculous. People hate Josh Matthews, man. And yeah. Josh Matthews and uh, Joseph Park slash Abyss, which he turned into halfway through, uh, a la The Broken Universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, That's you know, what I was saying. The, this presentation had the, the final deletion written all over it. <laughs> yeah. So basically, you know, Josh Matthews and Scott Steiner, you know, hired Scott Steiner to be his backup and be his tag team partner against Jeremy Borash, who he's been bullying, and Joseph Park. And I assume watching um, and knowing that this match and the build and how everything was going to go, that um, Josh Matthews was going to take a whooping. And that's what he was in there for. And oh, they yeah. were like, dude, you better get all your comments out on you know, on mm-hmm. the air over these next few months because when the match actually happens, you're the crash dummy. Oh yeah. And uh, that's basically what happened. Yep. And um, you know, baby faces won, Jeremy Borash, Joseph Park turns into abyss halfway through the match, comes in, cleans house, um, thumbtacks. Yeah. It, it it wasn't the the payoff that it should have been, but I think it went on so long. It just went on too long, and I'm in favor of long storylines, but that took way too long for a minimal payoff, and for inevitable. Scott Steiner to do very little. Yeah. You know, for um, the inevitable, you knew it, it essentially what was going to happen. Exactly. I mean, so Jeremy Borash, Joseph Park go over, but I will say in that match, that match entertained me, and that's what I'm here to watch it for, mm-hmm. because like I said, how I've been a fan. <laughs> Of yeah. TNA, when it was a four sided ring and then a six sided, then a four sided, you know, you know the whole. Oh yeah. So this match, when it turned into like Final Deletion esque, and they're, and they're chasing him in the car, which and then you get Scott Steiner just yelling and screaming, which was hilarious. But then they did a pool spot, and in the pool is Shark Boy. Oh shell yeah, he's in there helping out. Uh, J- Throw me some JB. Yeah, <laughs> and then um, and then they, you know. Scott Steiner throws Joseph Park through a wall and he's all moping about it. And then all of a sudden, Father James Mitchell comes up with the Abyss mask. I was loving it. I was I was getting my TNA nostalgia out. And, and that's what that match was for me. And I liked it. And I will say, you know, Josh Matthews did. He, he did some high spots to the outside. I was surprised to see a crossbody from him outside of the ring. And then the finish, as you said, thumbtacks. And Abyss held him and directed him like he did the black hole slam but then like just held him up and slammed him into those tags oh you know he told the bass like give it to me good brother Make oh it yeah <laughs> but then i noticed uh jb did the frog splash his arms his forearms mashed right into 
the thumbtacks to the point where he rolled away in such pain that Abyss made the pin. I'm like, I'm not sure that was supposed to happen. And he no was like, kidding. oh, man, screw this. And Abyss made the pin. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's and like why you said, don't have typical. announcers in the match. But yeah, I'm glad yeah. you were entertained. I'm sure that's, I was. that's what it was there for, clearly. Um, and then it gets to a little more serious of a match. Um, husband, wife versus husband and wife. Uh, Eddie Edwards and Alicia Edwards over Davey Richards and Angelina Love. Um Seems to be the theme of the night that baby faces are going over. And again, that leads to Del Rio winning the strap at the end. <laughs> um, it, very typical TNA pay-per-view structure here. Yeah. Um, I like that they've had this one going for a while. Eddie Edwards and Davey Richards know everything about each other. Right. They were the American Wolves for a long time. They were on WWE's radar as the American Wolves. Mm-hmm. They've been everywhere and done everything as far as tag teams go. And to see them like really go at it and like them to spread it out and make things look yeah. good and sound good and have different types of matches and different involvements. You know, this one had the wives involved. Um, it's cool, man. I like the way they went. They, they should have had more time. Yeah. Def- definitely, because uh, they can work together. Clearly, Absolutely, you know, they chemistry is top notch. Right, but this match, to me, was probably the match of the night as far as everything involved. I, I liked the crashing and burning. You know, the dude power bombed his own wife on top of uh, you know Davy, and then the one spot that still I was talking about to people who aren't even wrestling fans. I'm like, dude. He's on his knees, and they pour thumbtacks down his face and throat, and then su- I'm like, if that's not enough, then they uh, super kick him. Freaking nasty. Yeah. Like, I was... I like that spot, man. That was nuts. Good. And then the final uh, spot, you know, um, the powerbomb, mm-hmm. up and over, sunset yeah. flip, yeah, sunset mash flip, the table, bomb, yep. boom. That was, it was like they It was like they watched Money in the Bank, and they were like, yeah, we can do that, but with a table. <laughs> right. And uh, <laughs> when we were saying this pay-per-view was kind of... Uh, Forgettable, regrettable. Before we get into the main event, I believe we skipped one little match with uh, D. Willie. Yeah, with D'Angelo Williams. He was uh, the third match of the night, technically. Um, it was Moose, who brought his partner from the NFL, D'Angelo Williams, against uh, Chris Masters, Chris Adonis. Yeah, Chris and, Adonis. And Eli Drake, yeah. I believe. Yeah, we did skip over that one. Um you know, uh, I like Eli Drake and Chris Adonis. I'm a big fan of Eli Drake. I think he's got the mic skills. He's got the body. He's got the work. Chris Adonis, he, I don't think we're ever going to see him back in WWE. No. I think he burned some bridges on the way out yeah. for whatever reason. Massive love um, This was the, uh, you know, celebrity match. Yeah, I was just going to say that, yep. And uh, TNA Impact, they're known for doing this kind of thing. Um, D'Angelo Williams obviously came out and said that he wanted to do this, so it wasn't a big surprise. Uh, I didn't, I wasn't super into it, but you know, it is what it is. It was a gimmick match and I enjoyed it for that. Right. I, I liked what, I liked watching it because D'Angelo Williams, not only being, he tried hard, you could yeah, tell. And he did good. He did. He the probably flying trained really hard. Yeah, yeah. The flying neckbreaker was pretty yeah, solid. His neckbreaker was sick. He did the, uh, Kevin Owens type, uh, cannonball in the corner. Yeah. yeah. He was taking some bumps. Yep. Um, Eli Drake had a big botch in there against Moose. They they kind of cleaned it up good. But the over-under, which kind of tells the story for the match, even the finish was botched. Um, yeah. D'Angelo Williams could not break the table when right. he tried to splash off the top rope. Yeah. The table was just tipped over. Yeah. So Moose helped him pin him. But overall, it was cool to see D'Angelo Williams. It was pretty cool to see him, yeah. But I don't think it's going to help him get on a team. I don't, I don't know what his deal is. No. He's not on a team this year. But that was it was cool. He did... 
better than my expectations, but as I was telling Pip earlier, it wasn't better than Stephen Amell. <laughs> <laughs> That's my boy right there. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, so, main event time. Oh, no, 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 there's, no. A, there's a few more matches, bro. Don't jump don't too know. far. Oh, Jeez. you're right. Sanjay Dutt right. and Loki, two out of three falls match. This one had some time. Yeah, they gave this him is almost, actually a real They gave match. him almost 20 minutes. Uh, Loki's doing the, the Hitman gimmick. Yep. Sanjay Dutt's like, I was in the first match. I'm pretty sure you guys can quote me on this, but uh, that he was in the first TNA match ever. So he's kind of like playing the TNA original, you know, yep. I'm the Daniel Bryan underdog. I'm from India and I, you know, I just won the title there, blah, blah, blah. So he comes in with the strap. They do the two, three, uh, two out of three falls match. And uh, Sanjay Dutt goes over again. What'd you think about it? I thought it was a, an awesome, fast paced match. These guys obviously know each other. Yeah. And, um, like you were saying, with the whole India thing, it looked very familiar to uh, something we're seeing in WWE right now, though. I just wanted to throw that I out there. I think TNA jumped to try to do it first because they oh, knew yeah. WWE was about to do it. So they, like, hastily jumped in and tried to do it. Sanjay died. At least they, you know, are doing it with him and not Mahamali Shira, which would right. be awful. But awesome moves, quick. There was no botching in this match. It was nice. a solid match. And uh, it was what you thought you would see. And like you said, babyface went over. Sanjay died walking out. Not disappointed in this match, I will say. Nice. Another unification match. Um, this is for the GFW Women's Championship and the Knockouts Women's title. I don't know what they're going to call the new title. Um, I hope they s- stay away from the Knockouts thing. It, you know, just do Women's Championship or, you know, something like that. Um, so Sienna, who was the GFW champion coming in, uh, beats Rosemary, which I was a little surprised about. I would have had Rosemary on that. She's got a different gimmick than what you normally see. And Sienna is... You know, she's a good worker, but she just doesn't have that, you know, money appeal yeah. to me. The sell tickets appeal. Um, so I was surprised. Um, it was a short match, but they got the job done. The titles are unified, and we'll see where they go from here. Yep. Um, main event time. Now. Okay, main event time. There we go. Main it is the main event. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Alberto El Patron, the GFW champion, with his daddy comes to the ring against Bobby Lashley, the Impact Champion, with King Mo, who makes an Impact mm-hmm. appearance every now and then when yep. they need a celebrity. And when they cross over with whatever Pride or UFC, whatever he's in. He's in moment. Bellator, yeah, Bellator which is, is right, good. Right Bellator, always... good, promo- good promotion, guys. Check yep. it out. Um, so they're unifying the titles. Uh, it was very cut cookie-cutter match. A heavyweight uh, title match, yep. Yep. Um, a lot of slapping around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was the one thing, like, you know. Uh, You'll never you forget that. Match? that. Right. It's like, what did you think of that match? Oh, you know, suplexes, this and that, test of strength. But then at one point, Patron's on his knees just getting bitch slapped by Bobby <laughs> Lashley. Dude. Like, like, brutal. Just, just getting slapped like, around. one after another. And he's literally taking it on his knees. You know? <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> but, you know, with the over-under, uh, Alberto, like you said, Alberto, El Patron, which I don't think it was anyone's surprise, as uh, you know, Ian might pointed out to me. Like, <laughs> All right, let's talk about the the Woo! tweet that they sent out. Or, <laughs> yeah, so um, nah. Impact as a company put out a press release earlier in the day saying that you could join them on Impact for their After Slam anniversary special, <laughs> where Alberto El Patron will be having his victory celebration. Now, what company with people in charge? Write something like that on the day of your pay per view, your biggest pay per view. Yeah, of the, I know this isn't 
the biggest pay-per-view of the year, but it's their SummerSlam. And this is like the big GFW taking over. But this is a big deal, dude. Not only did the card, you know, was mediocre and didn't attract people, which I'm sure we'll see pay-per-view numbers pretty soon. You know, that's that's what you do that morning. You ruin your main event. Yeah, just being American, you know, trying to save you save a dollar. Disgusting. <laughs> Absolutely disgusting. Who needs you money? Have, you should have tweeted that to me. I would have said that. I think I retweeted something. Check us out at WPC Smash on Twitter, dude. I'm pretty sure I put something out. <laughs> on it, dude. Man, that blows my mind, bro. And right when I saw that that morning, I knew that I didn't have to pay for the pay-per-view because there was nothing. Bingo, bingo. Not only did I know the finish of the main event, but I knew that they were still, you know, running the company like a bunch of ass clowns <laughs> yep. you know and that's that's it that you, this was supposed to be like this is us taking over ass clown company and it's like nope ass clown company getting taken over by some more ass clowns some more ass clowns unbelievable Cirque uh, the suck yeah so tna slammiversary if i had to give it a grade one to ten you know six and that's just because like they made a big deal about it and they did yeah. run some long storylines you know, there was some en- there was some entertaining parts for sure. One to one to ten, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Just throw it out there. That first one really wrecked it for me. Yeah, uh, give it a four. Oof. Yeah, that's where I was going with four. four. No I disrespect. With my six. No disrespect yeah. to any of the the competitors. I know they're doing people their work. They just made there was some grind, solid but... work, but it doesn't make up for just a failure of a show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ouch. It's tough to hear. Like you know. So overall, like you that. got a five from the <laughs> boys at Fire. WPC Smash. Bruno, Bruno. I'm going to give him that. Give him a 4.5. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, let's talk about something a, a little bit more positive and, you know, for me, quite a bit more positive, you know, and that was the G1 special, the two nights live in the United States. They had a championship tournament. They had anything you could want. And we're going to really get into that in a future episode because this two night event, like, the coverage, you need to watch this stuff twice because right. it's all so good. But we're going to highlight the main thing, you know, um, and that is, you know, New Japan World, you know, New Japan bringing over a United States championship and um, a new title to yeah. the brand. And I had predicted that they would put it on Michael Elgin and uh, he made it to the finals and he was beat by Kenny Omega, which I didn't think was in the tournament. I probably would have picked him, but... Um, so Kenny Omega walks out with the new IWGP G1 champion, United States championship belt. Yeah. Hopefully it'll have an easier name to pronounce, but (laughs) I, you know what I like? Um, new Japan keeps their titles. Like they don't change person to person. Like if you look at the new Japan, like heavyweight championship belt, that thing is worn. It's been through a million airports on a million bus rides and it has character. Like stuff like that has character. That's pretty sweet. So like, I like the fact that they introduced a new belt because that's a big deal for them. Like they're not just going to like toss belts around, you know what I mean? And and we all know they don't do that. So I was super stoked about that. You know, I'm Kenny Omega, super happy for him, deserves everything he got. So congratulations again, one more time to Kenny Omega. Couldn't have happened to a better dude. Great wrestler. And um, that's a perfect segue into our classic match of the week, which was what, Mike Moran? Classic match of the week this week was No Mercy 1999, Edge and Christian versus the Hardy Boys. Dude, that was a great pick, man. I loved watching that match again. Thank you. I I did enjoy it as well. Um, You know, this was match five for the Terry Invitational Tournament finale. Get $100,000 cash and Terry's services. What made you pick this match in the first place? Uh, because in, in this match really set things off for me. Um, 
as as we both been picking like real good wrestling memories, and I just remember this one. Um, I watched the pay per views pretty religiously, and some some most kids in my school didn't. And this match really wasn't announced that it was gonna be on the card, so I just personally remember being the next day in school, the locker talk, because some of the kids would come to me like, Ooh, "What happened? What happened?" I'm yeah, like, yeah, "All yeah. I want to talk." I know about. you saw the pay per view, bro. I know what I <laughs> only thing I want to talk about. And then there was like the four kids who did know, and were like high five and like ladder match, bro. Yeah, ladder match, Edge and Christian, and that really turned me into an Edge and Christian fanatic, and I've been a fan of them pretty much since then. Yeah. You know, and it made me go back and want to watch their whole thing. And I and I do like the Hardy Boys and everything, but I was always about Edge and Christian. But, like, this match had a lot of firsts. And I'm going to break it down a little bit from the notes that I took. Go ahead, man. First, Coyote Cam, quite possibly, if you know what I'm talking about. It's the camera that... I do not know what that is. That's the camera that hangs on the, the chain that the belts are on. So when they're okay. doing those high okay. spots, you're getting gotcha. a bird's eye view. Gotcha, gotcha. I believe okay. that was the first time they did that in the WWE, you know? Um, almost every maneuver off a ladder. I was going to ask that because there was so much intensity on that. Like, just seeing how many acrobatic things are doing off of objects. I was going to ask you if that was like, the, this was this usher in the new era of it, like, de- wrestling? It definitely did. Absolutely. It set the standard of what a ladder match, not just a tag team ladder match, because yeah. I believe it might have been the first tag team ladder match. It was. I, it was. But it definitely set the bar for any ladder match okay. of the contraptions cool. you can make with ladders of what you can do with ladders and they literally did crash and burn i mean there are some ungraceful parts in that if you noticed uh christian had the ladder set up on i believe it was jeff and he tries to run up the ladder and when he did the drop kick off it he slips and ends up eating eating the ladder more than Ooh. more than jeff you know um but it was definitely just a lot of firsts. Um, Jerry the King Lawler says, I think this match broke the record for most double features, which that made me think when I'm watching it, like that's pretty much very true because every, almost every move they did, it was like, we got to have a double feature of that because it was just, huh. oh my God. You yeah, know? it was shocking for sure. Definitely. Um, the leapfrog leg drop from from Jeff, that, that was awesome i had that in my notes too dude that's an iconic image and we all tried to do that in some way or another. oh, oh yeah <laughs> in, the, in the backyard after that dude yeah. like he's launching himself using the ladder as a springboard and he's probably what 12 15 feet in the air yep. you know like that's They're coming down foot, and yeah. he drops it right on him like mm-hmm. there's no he doesn't miss nothing just right on him and i uh, look great i love that spot Definitely. And then um, you get the Jeff sandwich in inside the ladder. I was going to ask that too, yeah. And then nuts. Christian rolls up into Edge's arms and splashes the ladder. Like, yeah. obviously never been done before. Obviously, it's got to hurt everyone involved. Yeah. yeah. Um, the downward spiral off the ladder. The reverse DDT off the ladder. Like I said, almost every maneuver off the ladder. And these are all standard moves now in a ladder match. Right. Like, if you don't see it, you're They like, have to be. Huh. That's disappointing yeah. if you don't see it, right? Yeah, yeah. They're very standard moves. They're basic moves. And everything that they're doing now is built off of this foundation. Definitely. It's nuts. And also, um, you know, doing a little homework on the match, uh, Edge has stated that he was in Tampa trying to get on the plane to Cleveland where the match was and there was tornadoes. He had to drive to Miami and fly hmm. from Miami to Cleveland through the tornado or hurricane rather because we're in Florida. Yep. And he made it to the arena at 7. 
So Christian and the Hardy Boys are like, this is what the match is going to be. Dang. And Edge is like, huh? Okay, we're we're just going to do this. You know, um, great commentary. You know, you can never go wrong um, with the king. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the, the lines the king said that I actually wrote in my notes that actually had me laughing was, I interviewed Terry earlier on Heat for this match, and her services, her services were winking at me. So I thought that was, that was pretty funny, you know, because they they were like, "What do you mean by her services?" But that obviously had nothing to do with the match. Like mm-hmm. they didn't even need that part. They didn't need a storyline. They didn't need anything. Yeah. They just needed to go out there and do what they did, you know. Classic. Like said, yeah. Right. Right. Definitely, and it's. It's just awesome all the way around. The the ladder, the seesaw, the jumping on it and smacking both guys in the face. That's a standard move now. Yep. You know, and then falling. I think that might have been the first time you saw someone grab whatever they're grabbing in a ladder match and he just took the That dive was awesome. Yeah, how that ended. They got a standing ovation. Yeah. Um, they got a standing ovation the next night on Raw, which was weird because the Hardys called out Edge and Christian right. shook hands on it. Yeah, yeah. Because the crowd knew. And, right. And I still get goosebumps. That was my classic man. Yeah, I get goosebumps <laughs> watching that too. I mean, like I was asking the questions beforehand when you were bringing them up, like how you had the list. I was going to bring up all those points because to me, I'm like, this had to have been like a first for like almost all of these things because they were just so And this is the first time awesome. you ever saw it, right, Pete? First time I've ever seen this match. So it's new and to you too. Cool. Again, you guys keep bringing on these great matches and it makes me want to watch more of those. So it's it's high intensity. It's great to see these kind of like first time things. Mm-hmm. Um, some other things that point like st- stood out to me was like uh, I think Matt was down in the corner and uh, I wasn't sure if it was Christian or Edge, but they like they slammed the ladder right into his groin. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, that, yeah. That was like yeah. <gasps> it's tough to fake that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, it makes yourself you yeah. know tingly and it's like oh I don't like it. I don't uh, like it. Yeah. So yeah, so that's you enjoyed that's it. Yeah, I nice. Enjoyed man. it a lot. Yeah. Cool. Um, you know. This was a big match for me. You know, I know, Mike, you said you were the Edge and Christian guy, but uh, I was a Hardy's boy, a Hardy boys guy <laughs> right off the bat. You know, I had kick wear pants. Oh, um, my God. Yep, I wanted to be them. Like, when yeah. we were, like, you know, wrestling in the backyard on the trampoline or whatever, you know, you're doing swanton bombs. Like, you, I, dude, yeah. there was nothing in the world that I wanted to be, like, anymore at That's that cool. moment than Do I hear a WPC smash ladder match happening? <laughs> In my backyard, as long as we don't like wear long pants so you don't get poison ivy. Um, so let me build a little bit of the back the back part of this match. You know, this was a culmination of a five match series and all four of the matches previously were excellent. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of anticipation going into this match. And like you said, um, it was very underpromoted because I don't think the WWE knew what was about to happen. And uh, that was really important. And a big thing about this rivalry was that it had been going on for a little while. So these guys had good chemistry. This wasn't the first time they'd ever been in the ring together, uh, even though it was the first time they'd been in the ring with a ladder. So, I mean, there was a lot of anticipation, a lot of storyline. Gangrel had recently, you know, jumped. And the Hardy Boys were technically the brood at this point. Mm-hmm. And um, Gangrel got booted early from the match, which was cool. So it just left it left uh, the two tag teams to do what they needed to do with no Smaz finish or anything weird at the end. Um, there was only two ladders in the match, which is really different to what they do now. It, it was noticeable to me that there weren't ladders surrounding the ring they weren't breaking ladders like these two ladders were legit real yep. ladders 
and the bumps that they were taking on him were, you know, they it wasn't a tinfoil ladder. No. You know, it wasn't a ladder coated with, you know, whatever on the outside so it breaks easily, you know, which I may have seen a time or two recently, yeah. you know. Um, and it that, to me, was very legit, that these were, like, two legit real ladders. They probably just bought them from the hardware store. Like, yeah, you know, straight that, out of Home Depot. <laughs> exactly, you know. Um, so that was super cool to me. A big part that I enjoyed was uh, hearing the JR and the King and on commentary together. Yep. You know, you don't hear that anymore. That's part of my childhood, and I liked hearing it again. So that part was really cool to me alone, you know. And then, again, you hear com- you hear things that are repeated now that originally got thrown out in, the, in that match, and that's the kind of influential commentary that those guys had. There were big moves. You talked about a lot of them. To me, the... Um, like leg drop over the ladder was huge. That's my favorite. The bump when he's hanging at the end and he takes the money mm-hmm. down. That was super cool. That was awesome. Um, there was a big impaler at the beginning. Uh, Christian did on Jeff Hardy that I really liked. Yeah. It looked good. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they basically came straight down. They did the move. It was just really big and and it looked really cool. So I liked that a lot. And um, there's a little bit of a under-respected move uh, where Christian. Again, to Jeff, who took a whooping in this match, mm-hmm. uh, does a big hip toss off the top yes, of the ladder. Yes, Dude, it's... Up it's, and over it's it. It's just a hip toss, but man, does it look cool. Yeah. And, like, I, for some reason, that that specifically stuck out to me, and yeah. I was like... Even how Christian laid out, I believe, when he did it, too. I would, yeah, I wouldn't even have remembered that that happened in the match had I not watched it again like that. But, man, that might have been my favorite spot, just because I've seen the leg drop a million times. Like, mm-hmm. watching this a different time, I was like, man, that was... That was what I liked the best. Um, Jeff grabs the money, takes the bump. Another classic, you know. I I really enjoyed watching it, and I I think that was an extra excellent pick. And I'll kick it back to you, you know, for some final thoughts on the match in general. Yeah, man. Some final thoughts. Like wh- I've been kind of waiting to pick this uh, ever since we came up with this idea. This match stands the test of time. I mean, on a pay per view where you have Triple H against Stone Cold Steve Austin in an anything goes match. You know, and you had great star power like Xbox, Kane, Bradshaw, Balvinus, Mankind, The Rock, Bridge Bulldog. It keeps going. There was a first ever, you know, China defeated Jeff Jarrett. Mind you, it was a good housekeeping match, but China won the Intercontinental title. But like that also should stand the test of time. But this match got 16 minutes. All the other matches got 10. You know, the the world title match got 21. But, you know, I stand by that. And then like you said... Everything about it is classic. Um, the commentary, one line that stands out was, "If it, it looks like they just survived a car crash. They still say that. Crash and burn whenever there's a ladder match. Mm-hmm. Because yep. Classic all around, you know, and, and I love this feature. And I'm really interested in to know, uh, what, what do you got for us next week, Ian? Well, I went WrestleMania main event again. All um, right. I know that... Uh, We've been doing a couple like you know older matches, so I went a little bit newer. I went WrestleMania 25. You know, All off right. the top of your head, which one that is? If I had to guess, because when you think WrestleMania 25, you think Shawn Michaels, Undertaker. Yes, you know, absolutely. To... The Heaven versus Hell match: Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, WrestleMania 25 main event. Um, take a look at that. We're all mm-hmm. going to watch it, and next week we'll go over it. And uh, I, I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I do, and I hope it's as good as I remember and it stands the test of time. <laughs> kind of like our Dynasty Fantasy Football League, and I think that's where uh, Pipster will take over from here. Absolutely. we got some news, some fantasy news. 
Alright guys, so we are in the offseason right now, so the news is hard to come by, but I was able to scrape some, maybe some highlights here. So uh, what we got rolling this week is, uh, so Houston reports, this is big for you Ian, Houston reports that starting quarterback Tom Savage is outplaying Deshaun Watson right now. How do you feel about your Hopkins pick? I... This is Dynasty Football League, and I'm interested in who he'll be playing with when his contract ends next season. <laughs> he's not even going to make it the next season. He's going to be cut. Deshaun will get a shot. Ooh, I almost swore. He'll get his stuff in order. He'll be fine. So He'll be uh, all right. Yeah. So uh, going on to Cincinnati, uh, I think this directly affects Jess in our league, but uh, AJ Green stated he would be okay with less targets if it means more wins. Which is BS. They need him to win. Yeah, it's just all they need to talk. throw the ball to him twenty times a game to yeah, win. Absolutely, that's yeah. the only way they're going to win. I appreciate you're a good guy, but please get the ball <laughs> yeah. thrown to you. I want to share the ball. Yeah, yeah. Well, but if you want to win, win, throw yeah. it to me. Andy Dalton, throw me the ball. Yeah, no, nah, he's not going right. to see any less right. catches. I don't think. Yeah. So some deep uh, dynasty news here. Maybe doesn't really affect us so much, but people out there who have maybe twelve team, fourteen team leagues. Nice. Um, I kind of dug a little deep on this one. Um, Dig it. So Philadelphia Eagles, they got a guy, uh, Greg Ward Jr. He is a wide receiver. He is converting from a quarterback in college. Does that sound familiar to anybody? I've heard of that a few times. Yeah. <laughs> Julian Edelman Mostly. is who he's being compared to. So right. the way that this interests me is uh, in our dynasty league is Carf's, uh, Carson Wentz gets another target on top of Alshon Jeffrey. Um, they picked up another guy too. They're really stocking up on wide receivers right now. They so are really stocking up on wide receivers are. over there. So if they have a short, quick target to throw to, that's all the better for his fantasy stock. Is you know he like I mean? ready to go right now, or they're like somebody who's got to develop a little well, bit? Well, the way the article that I read, it looks like he's in development. Yeah, but yeah, they're yeah. they're comparing him to the quick outs. But that's when you slants. want to get him when he's cheap, baby. Exactly. <laughs> get him in that what fourteenth, twentieth round. Yeah, you know? yeah, get yeah. him so you have him forever in that round. Nice. Yeah, so that's basically some of the... That's a nice little tip for you yeah, out there. Greg Ward Jr., Philadelphia Eagles. Keep an eye on him. All right, all, all right. right. I will. So, Put uh, him on a watch list. <laughs> so transitioning kind of from the news that I was able to get across, uh, I got some question for you guys. News. News. So I got some information about our league and some of the... Uh, just got some random questions for you guys to see how healthy you think our league is and stuff like that. Okay. Some information on that. So Turn your head and cough. <laughs> um, so over under. All right. Over under five. Uh, how many trades were there last year in the league? Under. Under? There's not a lot of trades. Under. People do their waiver wire work. Yeah. yeah. So. Under. You go on, Andy? Yeah. It, that's correct. It's only three trades were done yeah. last year in our league. Yeah, that makes sense. Nobody, I think a lot of people are pretty team, solid man. with own their teams. teams. Well, it's pretty solid because we only have eight teams. Yeah. Everyone pretty much has a superstar team. You look yeah. at anybody's team, you're like, well, you're kind of weak there, but you got like four all-stars right there. But yeah, that's what yeah, keeps yeah. it interesting, too. The high-profile trades are the always ones that I like to do. Though, there's always but, Those yeah. three were probably all pretty high-profile. They were pretty like, high-profile. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um I can't think of them off the top of my head exactly what they were, but I know they Travis were. Kelsey went. Yeah, that one was me. I uh, Travis Kelsey and um, God, no, it was uh, Tevin Coleman, and I, I bunched them up. Oh, with he someone was else. hot right then. Yeah, yeah. And I got uh, Tyler Eifert. I stocked up on tight ends for some yeah. reason last year. It was uh, Tyler Eifert for uh, straight up Ty Montgomery when all he became right. a, when he became a running uh, running back. So no yeah. big deal there. You did all right last year. I did. I did all right. And Good two two out of three of those trades. That's a champ. Yeah. Two out of three of those trades. This guy. So <laughs> the other one was Jess. Which, of course, is tradition. Yeah. yeah this is tradition. 
Um, so who was the only team to go over? Never won a game all season long. And we've been mm-hmm. doing this since 2011, since ESPN League. What do you mean? Somebody so, went. Somebody. Didn't somebody went over. Like someone went 0 and 13. Really? Yeah. Dude, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! I'm gonna uh, say. Uh, go ahead, Mike. John Fafford. No, because he's nope. still in the league. This nope. has got to be somebody who's not in the league anymore. Because... Oh, is this history of league? This is history. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking yeah, last. Yeah, no, no, no. Like anybody. 2011 oh till God. now. Oh. oh, that is a stumper. Dude, I'm going to guess Hold like on. my one of my old bosses at Radio Shack. Me? Um, oh, the fat guy. I don't know what his <laughs> name was. Ryan Kimball. Rest yes. In, rest in peace, yes. Ryan. R.I.P. Ryan Kimball. No, he knows his fantasy stuff, too. Yeah, Tom Fishwick. Tom Fishwick. That's Final where I'm answers? going. Tom Fishwick. Uh, hold on. I'm going back. I'm going back. I'm going back to the Sorry, Tom. track. Uh, Charter's okay. Not as good as DirecTV, but it's okay. <laughs> Fishwick, fine. No, both are on. It was uh, Worcester Dream Team, Angel. Angel. Oh, he had a good team that year, too. I remember it being oh. weird. Well, that's, that's 2012 now. That's okay. so far back, but he went over. I oh, don't know my God. Happens. I don't know how that happens. Oh, my God. I don't even go over on that one year I auto-drafted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> close to that. I close think I could to that. sit my kicker every week yeah, yeah. and not go over. Close to that was 2013 where uh, J-Way, not yeah. sure if I want to say the whole name, but uh, J-Way went 12-1. Uh, the only guy to beat him was I believe Fishwick, and he went one in twelve. Uh, so very close, uh, <laughs> very close, very close, oh very my close. God. Um, and if I'm incorrect on that, uh, Tom, uh, hit us up at, at <laughs> WBC Smash and let me know. But I'm pretty sure that's accurate. Oh my God, that's brutal. That's it's like almost brutal. as brutal as your stadium collapsing right before the fantasy <laughs> Super Bowl. Adrian Peterson. Oh, thanks, guys. How many how many points did Adrian Peterson have to get that week did he sit, to win you the title? Did he sit after they realized like, they had no playoff? How many chances? points? Eleven. Yeah. Oh, really? And this is Adrian Peterson. So and this is like the ball this is like eight yeah. years ago, Adrian Peterson, who was like 200 yards a game yeah. and three they, touchdowns. And I had McFadden that year. They, they sat. They him. sat him right. Because, yeah, they sat him because the stadium collapsed yep. and they they and played they, on turf somewhere. Yeah, it was like a college. Yeah, they, they played. Like, no, no, they played outdoors yeah. and the ground was too hard. Yeah, they're <laughs> like cold. Yeah, they're like, nah, you don't need to play, bro. Yeah, you're you're a franchise. Go sit down. So I scrounged up someone from Chicago to try, and I got like six out of the eleven points. Oh, that was like the most brutal Next beat. question. <laughs> Next. <laughs> All right, so the last one I got here on the docket is uh, over under 25. So over or under 25, the amount of trade proposals that I sent to people last year. Over or under? 25? Over or under 25? Under. Under. It is over. Oh, I really? said 29 yeah. trade proposals. Wow. I sound like a madman, man. I said I said like a lot too, but yeah. that's the kind of seemed high. I kind of thought it might have been a trick question. <laughs> yeah, no, it was not. Exactly 25. Yeah. <laughs> Out of that 29, you know, only like three of those went to me in an eight-person league, right? Because <laughs> you know I'm not hey. a dumbass. All right, you know, I'll talk about a trade you sent me last year. You, tra- you straight up tried to trade me Willie Sneed for Le'Veon Bell. I'm pretty sure it was during his four-game suspension. But you talk about me making poopy trades. That was a poopy trade. Yeah. <laughs> that, that might that might have been a smart ass remark to one of your previous <laughs> trades. <laughs> that kind of sounds like was. that kind of sounds like was. something that I was like, You're yeah, trying to put me in my place. Yeah, yeah or, or like a, somebody had just on a podcast said Willie Sneed was the next hot thing, and I knew you'd listen to oh, it. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, something yeah. weird. Like I, I don't know. Something was behind that. It's Someone yeah. could throw a newspaper. at Willie Sneed was hot for a second. <laughs> he was. He was hot. And Le'Veon Bell wasn't playing, and that's when he was like. PPR couldn't yeah. stop smoking pot and stuff, yeah. and it's like Le'Veon Bell, dude, get your life together. <laughs> hey, yeah. he's on my trade dock. Anybody want him? Uh, 
we'll get there later. We got we'll some get there later. We'll get we close to the season. Close to the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's see what nice happens. Nice questions, so good questions, Pete. Right. Dude, I like that segment, man. Let's keep it going next week. I really, you know, I can't wait to, as it gets closer, it gets more and more it's exciting. It's going to be more and more like, juicy, you know, sure. Yeah, people are practicing now, and yep. um, cuts are going to start being made. It gets so, the people going. It gets pe- people going. Teams are going to decide that, you know, we don't have what it takes this year, and they're going to start yep. getting ready. People whose contracts are running out. So, you know, exciting stuff coming to the weeks in the future, you know, and we're super happy, and Pips is going to keep you guys all up to date with everything going on. We're going to flash it live every week and, uh, you know, get your tips and tricks here, man. That's Perfect. Right. So wrapping it all up, the big things this week were, you know, Zelda DLC. Mm-hmm. I know this didn't happen this week, but Mayweather McGregor's coming up. Yep. I just want to get super quick, you know, hits on where you guys are at. You think, Pete, you think Mayweather's going to win or McGregor? God, I hope McGregor wins. Cool. That'd be so awesome. Mike? It's a boxing match. Uh, Mayweather wins. I got Mayweather in a boxing match Me for sure. sure. But I hope that'd be so cool. What's the storyline? I want to see McGregor awesome. knock him out. Just yeah. but nobody knocks him out, dude. No. I mean, it's like he was gonna run away, and you know, you get his points. You're, mm. you're gonna pay your sixty nine ninety nine for it or whatever it's gonna cost, and that's yep. gonna be that. And McGregor's gonna cry afterwards, saying that Mayweather ran away from him the whole fight. <laughs> I just saved you seventy dollars, folks. Um, you're welcome. Watch it on YouTube. And the other big thing this week is uh, Zelda DLC. Man, I downloaded it. I haven't started it yet but i'm super excited about it and i was hoping mike mm-hmm. that you could uh mm-hmm. lay it in there for me dude what, what can i expect you can expect to try to locate tingle's outfit um you can try to find midna's helmet majora's mask there's a kurok mask and there's a phantom armor uh the phantom armor gives you toughness ability up uh tingle's outfit gives you night speed up and Majora's Mask, which there's some controversy on what it actually does. I believe it fends off and, and kind of confuses the Boblicans. They think you're one of them when you're wearing Majora's Mask. And then the, oh, that's cool. That's cool. The Korok Mask actually shakes and like giggles when you're near a Korok hidden Korok seed. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's cool. The, so the all these armor pieces are hidden throughout the galaxy, and there's some clues when you follow. You know, because when you when you download it, it gives you the side quest. And it brings you to these different journals, and it gives you the clues. I have located all of them already. Um, they look cool. Nest. Um, in this helmet, I didn't mention that. That gives you a little bit more resistance towards the guardians, kind of like the guardian armor. So when I'm around the guard, uh, yeah, the guardians, I'm wearing my guardian gear with the Minda helmet because Minda helmet looks way better than the regular guardian helmet right now. Um, there's also a, a cool feature that shows you Link's quest. Um, when you're looking at your map, you can literally watch little footsteps and it like goes around left, right, everywhere you go, everywhere you die, it shows you. And then there's also in one of those journals about an ancient medallion. Like I've mentioned before, the medallion, I haven't placed it anywhere yet, but you can place it in a spot and you can fast travel wherever you want, but you can only place it once. That's awesome. The big thing with the DLC, which is awesome and challenging, but so much fun are the trials. Um, so you got 45 rooms of, uh, it's the Master Sword Trials. So you're in the Korok for- Forest, and you have to place your sword down. It teleports you to a zone, and it takes away all your gear. Ooh. So it's very survivalistic. you got to be smart. You're literally in your underwear. Um, the first thing they give you is a branch. But ah. you, can, you can still use all your runes, which I forgot about. Slapstick. So a little bit of uh, WPC Smash tips and tricks here straight from me mike moran um little things i recommend doing before you go in 
Eat any of your foods to get your health up. Mm-hmm. Eat some of your foods to get your uh, toughness or armor rating up, whatever you need. Because once you're in there, it takes all that away. So eat it, go in, you'll have your full hearts. Um, also set your Sheikah Slate to treasure chests because there are hidden treasure chests within the within the realm. Oh, nice. Now yeah. they're, um, and, and they're tricky to get. Um, spoiler alert, one of the first rooms, there's some uh, red choo-choos, which light stuff on fire. You do have an arrow at that time. Don't kill them right away. Light your arrow on fire so you can get those chests because you can't Sweet. jump high enough to get those. Um, so how it goes is after you reach 15, if you die, you'll start back at 15. So if you're at 22 and die, you're oh. going to be back at 15. Ouch. But if you're at you know 12 yeah. and die, you're going to go back to 1. And then going forward, um, when you hit 30, if you're at 40 and you die, you go back to 30. So that's good. So I, and personally, I've only made it to twelve. It's it is challenging, Brutal, but I, yeah. I love it because the replay value is there, and I can't wait wait to uh, let you guys know when I actually beat it. Awesome, and awesome. The payoff for that is it unleashes the extreme value or whatever you want to call it, the power, the prowess of the master sword. I'm very excited to see how much power it's actually going to give. I'm trying not to look it up online. I don't want to be spoiled. I want to yeah. earn it. So uh, I'll let you guys know. Solid. Awesome, dude. Hey, man, if you guys haven't played Zelda, pick that up and, uh, you know, let us know what you think about it. If you're looking for any tips, you can message Mike on Twitter at WPC Smash. That's right. Thank you all for joining us for another episode. This is episode three of WPC Smash. We went over a lot of stuff. Um, I appreciate you. Mike appreciates you. And Pete's going to let you know where you can find us. Have a good week. Yeah, you can find us at WPC Smash on Twitter and also at uh, wpcsmash.wordpress.com uh, all of our links there for our uh, media and also hit up that donate button uh, I'd love a Nintendo Switch um, we also always looking <laughs> for new audio equipment and uh, looking to get to some more subscription based things so definitely if you have it share it and uh, we'll keep producing the good media and by subscription based things as well that might may very well include uh, the New Japan Worlds you know, that might help us out a little bit. Just thinking off, off the box there. Yeah. Absolutely, guys. And speaking of subscriptions, uh, we forgot to do our trivia question of the week. So, Pete, lay that out there real quick. Sure. Bring it on. Uh, so, trivia question of the week. Uh, still WWE. Uh, who has the highest win percentage of all time? Stone Cold Steve Austin. There's smoke coming out of my ears right now. Rock. You're both wrong. It is the ultimate warrior. Wow. At eighty-eight percent. Yep. Dude. One hundred and twenty-four uh wins, only thirteen losses. Wow. That's crazy. So, when you say it like that, oh wow. Is the tally at one in one now? Uh we got one win, one loss for each of us. Uh, I think it was a draw this the was first draw. time. This oh. first one was draw. You both got it wrong this oh, time. Oh, yeah, so, so draw. Yeah, it's draw and, man, we suck. No one's up front. Wow. Well, you, you really good or you suck? <laughs> <laughs> right on. Great right. question, man. All right, WPC Smash. Hit us up.